Blog Talk Radio. 50 million voices mumbling from the streets, talking about the haters and who they will retreat. Now folks are talking hard, hey, checking out the jobs. Despite the hate and lying leaders, we are still alive. I, 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 stand tall, stand tall, let me talk, let me talk, let me talk, oh, whoa, whoa. I, 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 stand tall, stand tall, let me talk, let me talk, let me talk. Let me talk. One warrior of compassion reflections. Available every Thursday. 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. Welcome to our show today. Welcome to Warrior of Compassion Reflection Study Number 12. You're moving closer to the end of your study now as a Warrior of Compassion and about to be a full member of the WOCG, that is the Warrior of Compassion Guild, which is a virtual guild where we meet together through our actions and our desire to set the world free. The warrior of compassion is dedicated to self-knowledge and personal growth, as well as being dedicated to building community and making the world a better place. Where is my community? This is a question like the one postulated in the Bible where the question was asked, who is my neighbor? The answer, of course, turned out to be anyone who you treat like a neighbor, which should be everyone. For the warrior, the community is larger than just a neighborhood. It is a state, a country, the world, every species, and even the whole cosmos, if you are able to hear this. We work to heal the whole world and to struggle against negative forces so that others can study, grow, and prosper. We walk in love, peace, and justice, and power and the things that we do, our actions, will last as cleansing agents in this world for eternity. If this is the first show you have listened to, I suggest you go all the way back to the beginning at study one. You listen to one episode per month and do the exercises that accompany these lessons to promote physical, mental, spiritual growth. to www.nextstepcoaching.mysite.com that is www.nextstepcoaching.mysite.com So we begin study number 20 we are on this path to 
that you are here right now listening to this study. It is apparent that you are very close to the end of receiving the teachings here and later. Your teachings will not only come from this place, from hearing from this book, but from in the world around you. Because every incident and accident will become a learning experience for you that you can grow and continue to unfold as a beautiful, wonderful person that you are right now. So we begin with the reading of Study 20, Introduction. Greetings, Order of Compassion. Once again, you have entered that space in between. You are in between being a teacher and a warrior with a small W and a warrior with a big W and a teacher. You may note the difference between the small W and the large W. Statements are the same, but the meaning is quite different. When you pass through this land, this being negative or path of emptying, you will fully enter into your warriorship, if there be such a word. According to the tenets of creation spirituality, as expressed by Matthew Fox, founder of the University of Creation Spirituality in Oakland, California. People partake of four paths throughout their lifetimes. Some people say six, some people say three, some a million, but in this scenario, we'll only look at them as four. One path is the via positiva or the positive path, the positive way. We're on this path when we're at peace and in a state of balance. The world seems good. We're satisfied with ourselves and our surroundings second path is via negativa, the negative way. We get on this path when something new occurs, some some new insight, knowledge, or occurrence happens that pushes us off of the positive path. This occurrence brings about a state of uncertainty and imbalance. It is a time of emptying. We begin to get rid of old belief systems, those that do not work any longer as a result of the experiences that we are having. It is often wrought with sadness, depression, hurt, or pain. After we have let go of the old belief systems, we begin to move toward a place of balance. We never let go of those old belief systems. We stay in a state of pain and suffering. The third path is one of via creativa or the creative this is where we not only let go of old belief systems that weren't working, we're also forming new belief systems. We are synthesizing the new and the old and coming up with a new way of being. We are expanding ourselves and our minds and moving back into a state of balance again as a new person with new knowledge and greater insight. The fourth path is known as via transformativa or the path of transformation. On this path, we become transformed. We become a new individual with new strengths and new insights. Our new way of being gets integrated into our psyche. We have changed. 
As a result of this change, we feel the need to bring others insight and to help them grow also. We want to help make the world a better place. These four stages are not necessarily in one certain order, nor are they linear. They can happen at any time. In one area in our life, we could be on one path, perhaps the first one, and another on a different path or area. As you journey from teacher to warrior, you will go through the wasteland for the next few lessons, beginning with this one and even with those that extend beyond the lessons in the book. Welcome, great warrior, to the warrior via negativa. It's the path that brings forth the opportunity for growth and change. That's why it's so valuable. The warrior is often able to enter the path of via negativa purposely to bring about the changes necessary to enable her or him to transform at will. In many great civilizations, other than the Western one, this path was embraced. Gods who were said to reign over these paths were worshipped. Gods and goddesses like Kazi, Shiva, Hekati, Baal, Isis, and many others were seen as those who shook up the fabric of the universe in order to bring about the opportunity for change. In Western civilization, due to its insistence on viewing things in a linear way, all these gods became evil. To those in the West, anything painful was evil and anything pleasurable was good. Any gods that brought about what was perceived as evil was a devil. Gods that brought about what was perceived as good were the real gods. What was perceived as being good in the West, it was materialism. It was a warm place to sleep and an abundance of food and land. Nowadays, it would be a car, a clothing, a VCR, and all of the other stuff, DVD players. Good also consisted of the oppression of any outsiders. At one time, this meant outright slavery. It means that one would attain all of the material things in life by working and doing the pleasant jobs in life, while others were fettered for no pay to do the horrible things in life that sustain civilization. At present, there is no legal slavery. In most of the West, but there is economic slavery, where people are forced to do jobs with no future, with a very low income. Some are even forced to do sweat job labor to support. I'm going to read that again. Some are even forced to do sweat shop labor to support what we call civilization. This is actually a form of slavery also, except people are allowed to go home in this case. Since this works to sustain the civilization for the majority of the people, however, in a democratic society, the God that supports this power over others is seen as being good. Anything that disrupts this arrangement and threatens material gain for the masses by the oppression of the few in a democratic society is seen as evil. 
instead of an opportunity to create something better. Many of the unenlightened human beings have been turned away from the light. They cannot see clearly. Many people's visions are narrowed due to the adoption of the fundamentalist concept of dualism. Many believe that there are only two ways of live. Their way is right. Many believe there are only two ways to live. Their way is right and the other is wrong. This leads to the belief that all change is evil because all change leads to another way, which has to be wrong for them. If what we do now is right and the only right, everything else, every change, every crisis, every opportunity for growth and growth itself will have to be understood as wrong. Those who are wise, however, embrace change. They embrace the opportunity for growth. They embrace crisis, as many other civilizations have for quite some time, as symbolized in their gods and goddesses of the underworld or goddesses at the crossroads. These symbols help them to understand the power of change and to recognize that the power of destruction is the same energy, the very same energy that creates new and exciting ways of being. They recognize that evil as well as good in human life come from the same source. That source is the inherent creative ability that we as human beings possess. Getting rid of evil, therefore, does not mean destroying some other group or some outside force. It means taking responsibility as individuals and as a group for our own actions and for what we as people create. This saying, however, is probably not very popular. Ponder it and think about it. Word of compassion. Exploring spirituality very deeply can be very difficult, especially in a society like ours, and especially for people who are African American and who don't fit in the mainstream. The problem with going to place it in the mainstream is that we often went into a wall of racism and negativity. Sometimes we're not even allowed in the true sacred circles where they explore deep spirituality. Often in our own communities we are surrounded by the black church which understands any type of spirituality except for Christianity to be from demons or the devil. This even includes the spirituality of our ancestors. We have written a book called Coming Up on the Rough Side, a memoir about the experiences of Om Prakash Gilmore, working hard in order to take a hold of this being that some call God in a mystical sense. Read about the journey of Om Prakash, the struggle against the church, the white community, and many of the social implications of life that stifled and almost destroyed him as he continually sought to merge with the divine because of a deeply seated desire 
planted within his heart. You can purchase this book at Amazon.com or Clearspace.com or you can go to our website at www.nextstepcoaching.mysite.com That is www.nextstepcoaching.mysite.com And on one of our website pages, you will find a link taking you directly to Amazon.com where you can learn just a little bit more about the book. national corporations learned a long time ago 
supporters are illusions. That is why it takes so much time and effort and resources to hire people to stand at them and to maintain them. They are totally unnatural. The picture on my flag was taken long ago when astronauts first saw the Earth from space. He was so taken by it, he had a spiritual experience. He was instantly enlightened and started a nonprofit organization to help preserve the Earth. He noticed that the Earth was a beautiful living jewel floating in a sea of dark space. It was all that we had for a home. Without her, we would all perish. He noticed that there were no borders or names of countries or islands written on the earth. He noticed that the waters and the clouds and the land all there right beneath him were one, and they were in support of and connected to each other. It was a system, not a machine. This convinced him that the earth was in some way alive. We, of course, in this century would not often say that the earth is alive. The earth does not follow the laws set by humans in order to be considered alive. One of the rules say that the organism has to be able to reproduce in order to be considered alive. When we look on the narrow view, we can see that there are no baby earths floating around in space. When we look with a larger view, however, that we are all in this together view, we realize that we human beings and every plant and every animal are made up of the elements of the earth. Every time we produce, therefore, the earth is reproducing. A computer programming professor who is a friend of mine who actually has been a rocket scientist, believe it or not, described it this way. He said that every seed was a set of instructions for how to make a plant out of the minerals, water, sunshine, and the earth. This is what our genes are. Our genes tell the universe and the earth how to make a human being out of various elements of the earth being brought in as nutrition. We are of the earth and we are in this together. As we enter into this new year, I think that it's time to begin to look at life in a way that is more aligned with the reality than the old paradigm set up help set up to help us feel comfortable. Time to see the world and our lives in a new way. During the beginning of the year 2000, everyone was waiting for the technological world to end. We had several predictions of a scientific Armageddon. All of the planes would fly off their courses, computers would crash, nuclear warheads would shoot out of their hiding places, everything with a computer in it would explode. There would be no electric, there would be utter destruction. At the end of 2001, we had terrorists who thought that there would be a spiritual Armageddon. They would crash into the United States, and then all the masses around the world would rise up in the name of God and destroy the decadent West. During the beginning of the last millennium, everyone was waiting for Jesus to come back. When he didn't, war and destruction began as the Crusaders began in order to attempt to start the Battle of Armageddon. That didn't work either. 
all of these fears and hopes of coming to an end of time when some divine power would enter into the universe and save us were probably for one reason, I think. They were all the desire to see a peace come about that we, as human beings, weren't willing to pay the price to create. Many human beings in the past were willing to sacrifice their lives and the lives of loved ones to get to heaven and have peace. The truth is, however, that we can have peace here. In order to have peace, though, all of us must die. In order to have peace, it is necessary that we die to the way of thinking that we have now and adopt a new way of thinking. We must begin to live for peace physically, not die for it physically. It's time for us, once again, to let our artificially frozen evolutionary process take place and to evolve into new creations and new creatures. The evolution that I am thinking about is not the evolution of the body. It is the evolution of the mind. All of our evidence, whether scientific, religious, ecological, or mystical, even economical, cries out that we of this planet are one. People draw back from that idea and dig in deeper to old beliefs until we admit that this is true and stop finding esteem in who we are or what we are instead of how we are and what we do. There will be war and violence and environmental degradation. The horrible ending of the year 2001 brought about a crisis in the psyche of the United States and the rest of the world. The destruction of the World Trade Towers in New York. The normal reaction during a crisis is to run backwards. It is to move backwards to times when we felt safer. It is to cling to authoritarian leadership that will tell us what to do clearly so that we don't have to think. During times of crisis, laws are more punitive. Civil rights are often suspended, if not done away with. Love, kindness, gentleness, and sharing is also often replaced by hard-heartedness, brought about by constant fear of scarcity. As human beings, we know all of this. Any sociological research in the stacks of university libraries can predict what will happen and what we would do in times of war and times of crisis. We have entered into a reality today in this new millennium where we need to override our old behaviors. It's time for humanity to rise up and walk. This will occur when we truly realize who we are as human beings. This starts with the development of what many conflict resolution specialists describe as fourth order thinking. The premise is that the internet, television, and mass communication has changed the world and our way of thinking. Long ago, when people were isolated, they could believe in Western dualism. They could believe that one thing was always right and that one thing was always wrong. Now that has changed. 
now we can speak with people or communicate with people in chat rooms who are in totally different cultures than ours. They can have a totally different philosophy than ours and do what we think of as ridiculous, yet their world works. Their cultures work. We are finding that two opposite beliefs can be true because our rules and our laws are more contextual than we ever thought. When conflict arises, this is due to the fact that two opposing opinions are clashing with each other. As long as we believe that one of us has to be right and the other has to be wrong, there will be no resolution. When we develop a mindset that says that we all want the same thing but are trying two different ways to attain it, however, we can come to some resolution. Some people fight to come to resolution by going out and trying to culturally colonize the rest of the world. This does not work because there is always resistance and even terrorist attacks as a result. And this book was written all the way back in year 2001. I might remind you so we see all of this happening right now. The ideal is to realize that we can both be right without either of us having to be wrong. It is time to stop the practice of fundamentalist ideas and the underlying religion of dualism in the Western world psyche. It's time to put dualism in its place as a tool for understanding some of the physical world. This is death to many. It gets rid of predictability and certainty. It gets rid of the feeling of being the ones who are always right. Out of death, however, new life arises. United we stand, yet we are still all in this together. We are in it together if we are united in opinion or not. We need not be united in opinion to stand together. This world is one. It is time, I think, for humanity to start realizing this. As we meet together with our friends and close family members, and in even the most congregations and worship spaces, we bring our hopes and our desires with us. We have the desire to see our community be better places. We have a desire to meet in places where we can be safe. We want to be able to struggle with new ideas openly and to be accepted as we are according to the content of our heart and character, instead of what political affiliation or religious belief systems we have. This is altogether possible if we work to develop more fourth-order thinking instead of falling back into the comfortable. You as a teacher and warrior can begin to facilitate this new type of thinking, but first you as a teacher and warrior must begin to live it. As a nation or a group of people falls back into old safe times and belief systems during times of crisis, we as individuals have a tendency to do the same. An organism usually, if not careful, falls back to its previously conditioned behavioral patterns. 
if not careful, during times of crisis. By being aware of this, we can attain the world that we would like to see. We attain peace and acceptance by being peace and accepting spirit of the word of compassion leads us forward into liberty and justice for all, not only our own little group, but for all people who are seeking truth. The seeds of peace come through open and loving conversation instead of saying something like, you make me angry, which is a second order statement, or even I feel angry when you do that, which is a third order statement. We need to come to true communication. A fourth order statement would be, I get very distracted when you say that. It's very upsetting because it brings a lot of painful experiences that I've had in the past. Could you please stop? This statement goes deeper. This statement brings the conversation into the larger context and allows for real communication. It is not a surface conversation and nothing negative is projected onto the other person. When we work to create a better world, when we work not against something but for the benefit of all of us, we are living forth order lives that we find written on a flag with a picture of the world and a logo stating we are all in this together warrior of compassion. We have changed our website to www.nextstepcoaching.mysite.com. That is www.nextstepcoaching.mysite.com. With all of the negativity going on today, now is the time to throw off those chains of normalcy and the underlying feeling of dissatisfaction that comes with it by learning the truth about yourself, the truth about the universe, and the truth about your power to set yourself and others free. We can explore all of your options together to help build a better life by firstly improving your capacity to do the most important thing, love yourself and know yourself. You can lead a victorious life right now. Our Next Step Coaching program is one of empowerment. It is a customized approach to life coaching that will empower you in many ways, from learning self-defense to learning stress reduction techniques, from learning meditation and exploring your own spirituality to learning forms of Tai Chi or Qigong or just working step by step through your thoughts and ideas to regain control of your life is all possible through John Gilmore's Next Step Coaching. Please visit us at www.nextstepcoaching.4t.com That is www.nextstepcoaching.4t.com where you can learn more about our coaching program. Change your life now. Don't wait. Now is the time. 
We have changed our website to www.nextstepcoaching.mysite.com. That is www.nextstepcoaching.mysite.com. And so we continue with the last section of study number 20. And next month, we will be moving on to study number 21, the last study in this book. I will lead you to a place of great understanding and usher you into the commencement of the ultimate warrior training, which takes place when you apply all of the lessons that you have studied and learned here in the real world even more. TME, this month's exercises. Continue the exercises that you have been doing, except this time, think of new exercises that will work for you that will bring about the same outcomes as the previous ones. If you have not been doing standing like a tree posture, begin to do them. This is the path of the Via Negativa. Try at least to do one each day for 15 to 20 minutes. If you have been doing the exercises, decrease the amount of time of holding the balloon to 10 minutes. Increase the holding the belly to 10 minutes. How did it feel to go to a new place? How did it feel to go to something that you thought you would not like? Learn to explore the things that you hate and to find beauty in them. Learn to be comfortable in all situations. If you have the time, visit another place this month and try to get into a conversation with someone about what's going on. Listen carefully during the conversation. Be open enough to see the place and the occurrences through their eyes. Write about it when you get home and think about it. Were you able to get past your nervousness or your dislike for the place or activity enough to see the beauty and excitement through the eyes of the person who liked it? Not, why not? When you are able to do this, you will have conquered the individual ego and you will become one with nature and the collective subconscious. You will then be able to step out of the ordinary human mindset where one lives a life of reactivity with one's behavior, thoughts, and feelings stemming forth from old operant and classical patterns of conditioning stored in the brain. <clears throat> you are moved to a universal, proactive mindset where you determine how you will react and where you are living in the moment of the experience instead of reliving the past over and over again in new surroundings. You will learn to empty yourself of the emotions of past experiences and to experience the present. Be a warrior of compassion. Spread your wings, great warrior, and dare to fly on the wind of the pain and sorrow and disappointment that so easily 
badger those who are not prepared. This day, like every other day, is a beautiful, beautiful day. about the things that we are doing to help make a better world, please visit us at www.nextstepcoaching.mysite.com. That is www.nextstepcoaching.mysite.com. We invite you to join us every other week for Warrior of Compassion Reflections discussions where co-hosts Athena Laflame Edwards and Reverend Dr. Om Prakash Gilmore have conversations on current events of the day including politics, religion, spirituality, just about anything from a truly progressive point of view, not a moderate liberal point of view where we are pretending to be progressive, but a truly progressive and left liberal point of view. Join us. We will begin to extend our time from 60 minutes to 90 minutes, opening the last 30 minutes for you to call in so that we can get your opinion. We look forward to seeing you on the air for Warrior of Compassion Reflections Discussions. Fifty million voices mumbling from the streets Talking about the haters and who they will retreat Now folks are talking heartache Checking out the jobs, despite the hate and lying leaders, we are still alive. I, 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 stand tall, stand tall, let me talk, let me talk, let me talk, oh, whoa, oh, whoa, oh. I, 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 stand tall, stand tall, let me talk, let me talk, let me talk, one warrior of compassion reflection, available, Every Thursday, 11 a.m. to 12 p.m.